0: support dear pats nation in style by gearing yourself up with some dpn merchandise over at teesprings.com slash stores slash dpn we have left the link in the description of this youtube video and on the podcast
1: because i think the purpose of faith is to get human beings to live on a higher plane than the animals in the jungle and That there's something bigger going on that's bigger than all of us. And we're
0: back what's going on everybody it's your boy ray i'm with my boy connor and welcome to the dear pats nation podcast here on this thursday july 14th and we're very excited to have all of you joining us here today thanks to everybody who has downloaded the podcast on anchor spotify and apple podcast or wherever you get your podcast. Thanks to everybody who's listening on YouTube. And thanks to everybody who watches us over on Newsbreak. And we want to thank all of the Dear Pats Nation Loyalty Club members over on Patreon for only $5 a month. You can get your hands on some exclusive webcasts from Sunday through Thursday. You get access to the live recording of the Dear Pats Nation podcast, an exclusive live stream every second Friday where you can join Connor and I on the screen. We don't have any tears. It's only $5, so come check out the Dear Pats Nation Loyalty Club at patreon.com slash Sports. We've left the link in the description. We've got a great show lined up for you. We're gonna, Of course, we're going to be looking at all of the Patriots headlines that you need to know today, including Alex Barth at 98.5 The Hub, writing that another cornerback holdout could impact the Stephon Gilmore deal with the Patriots. Chris Mason of Mass Live was asked in his recent mailbag, was Nikhil Harry actually going to get traded? Kevin Tame Jr. of Full Press Coverage talked about Jacoby Myers and he could be the Patriots' next star slot receiver. Ryan Hannibal at WEEI reports that defensive tackle Byron Kowart on Tom Brady's return saying, we ain't welcoming him back. And burnt Buckmaster of Pat's Pulpit covered Cam Newton's comments when he said, quote, it's really put up or shut up time. Now, normally I ask Connor how he's doing. Normally I say, is he ready to start this show? But I have a very important question for you, Connor, because I think I may have screwed up.
1: All right, let's
0: hear it. I'm ready. Was your birthday yesterday or today? Today. It is today. Okay. Happy birthday. Happy, happy birthday. I wrote out this whole thing to wish you a happy birthday. And then suddenly, (laughs) right before we started, I kept giving the one second. Yep. I was checking your tweet about the stupid spin wheel. Yep. And the sp- the spin was for 11:59 p.m. on July 14th. So I was like, oh, oh it no. It was. Oh
1: no. Oh, I messed it up then. And so you I didn't the, win, I guess. And you wrote at
0: the top it's my birthday. So yep. I was like, oh no, his birthday was yesterday because what I was going to say is this is normally the time that I ask Connor how he's doing, but I want to welcome Connor to the 30 club and wish him a very happy, uh, happy birthday to you and let you know that when you get paid tomorrow, cause tomorrow's payday for us, uh, I'm slipping an extra 50 bucks into your pay as a birthday gift. Wow. Thank you. What a, what a day. What and a I day. Had, I guess, I guess 30 isn't so bad after all. And I had the whole thing set up and then I went, oh my God, his
1: birthday was yesterday. I feel like such douche no nope it is it is today today is the day i turn 29 part two <laughs> today was a
0: <laughs> good day thank you, everybody's tuning into the podcast i know normally we jump straight into the patriot stuff but today was a great day for both of us a connor's birthday number two yep. i can reveal it now um uh, i i don't know if i've seemed off connor first of all i want to thank you for all the support that you've given me this week and just uplifting me in, in times that were hard uh the last four weeks has been very trying for my family um there was a good chance that my mother was going to be diagnosed with cancer today and uh to the shock of us all the relief and excitement of us all i can't tell you the the emotion we overcame um after weeks and days of of stewing and and thinking of worst case scenarios uh, my mother is cancer free she does not have cancer so it was just it's been a good day all around happy birthday to you nice and it was a good omen and now that i think about it you yes. said it you said it it was a good omen that it was my mother's diagnosis on thursday because it was your birthday and that was gonna yep. be a a good day so we got the results back not cancer free they're 90 percent sure they know what's wrong now and it's very treatable nothing life-threatening my mother will live to see another day
1: nice good news good news all around good it's news a good, all it's around a good day here at dpn well happy birthday buddy
0: thank you sir Thank you for your gift that you sent me when I told you about my mother. I, ma- it made me laugh and it made me feel good.
1: Yeah, <laughs> good, good.
0: That was the uh, that was the hopes. All right, now let me ask you the question that I always ask. Are you ready to get this show started? I'm ready. All right, before we do, though, we got to tell you that Connor and I are thrilled to be a part of the Newsbreak team. And when you download the free Newsbreak app from the link we left in the description, it directly supports Deerpads Nation. So you can stay up to date with our content and all our local news for free by downloading the Newsbreak app from the link that we provided you in the description. Use that link. It's in the description. It helps us. It directly helps us through Newsbreak if you download it through that link. So we appreciate it. But, Connor, let's get into the headlines that you need to know for today. And let's start with Alex Barth the 98.5. And he said another cornerback holdout could impact Stephon Gilmore and the Patriots. I'll let you know what he wrote. <clears throat> he said, Dolphins corner, Xavier Howard could be looking for a pay raise. There's a lot of trade chatter concerning the Dolphins all-pro cornerback, Xavier Howard, who led the NFL with 10 interceptions in 2020, and he is unhappy with his contract. Both teams can find leverage in their second outside corners, uh, who are also both among the most talented in the game for the Dolphins. That's Byron Jones and for the Patriots, JC Jackson. Whatever the outcome in Miami, it will likely alter the dynamic of the negotiations between Gilmore and the Patriots. Howard is slightly younger, 28 years old, while Gilmore is 30, and had his All-Pro season most recently, 2020, while Gilmore was in 2019. Still, there's comparable players. Still, they are comparable players. If Howard gets a new contract, that will set a ceiling on Gilmore's price. If Howard is traded, the Patriots can expect Gilmore's value to be anything more than whatever return the Dolphins get. Um, I guess let me start with this. Is this disheartening news to you that perhaps both Gilmore and the Patriots are waiting to see what the Dolphins are doing with Xavier Howard and kind of slowing down the process considering I believe that July 28th is the first official kickoff of training camp?
1: Yep. Yeah, I'm, I'm really hoping that this has nothing to do with it and that Bill Belichick and uh, Stephon Gilmore are trying to work it out between themselves and Stefan Gilmore's agent. So I hope that they're not really even considering anything that's going on in Miami and they're just trying to keep it in-house right now because anytime you put more people in the mix, it just makes it more of a mess. So I'm hoping that they're not paying attention to it. But obviously, yeah. I'm sure Stefan Gilmore's agent's job is to do exactly that and get basically – a. A cost or price analysis, basically, and look at other players who are of the same caliber and what type of contracts they're getting. So maybe he is looking, but I'm I'm hoping they can figure it out regardless of what happens with them.
0: I also think that both I, it's Bill Belichick's job too to look at the market value and. Yeah. And yeah, Stephon Gilmore's agent is obviously going to try to get Gilmore the best deal that he possibly can. And I wonder if both teams are looking at this and you got to know, they both got to have at least one eye on it, you know, even if it's just a peripheral vision to try to set the market. But I wonder if both, you know, both are going to be looking for the advantage and the leverage, right? Because Likewise. that's, you know, Belichick's going to flash JC Jackson. And if Howard gets a, a you know, a team friendly deal, even if it's an increase or, it's not a great trade for miami then he's got a little bit of leverage but if howard gets the big deal or generates a first round draft pick in a draft or a second rounder plus a big extension with his new team then gilmore kind of holds the leverage and i don't think you can really and again would you say it's fair that i think gilmore knows you can't dangle jc jackson in front of him because he knows he's a better corner than jc
1: Right. Yeah, I think he definitely does, and I think he knows that the Patriots benefit from him being there, especially as far as J.C. Jackson goes. So, obviously, it's it's much better that he's there in front of him as that solidified number one.
0: Would it be off base for me to say that I believe JC Jackson doesn't look as good with Stephon Gilmore, not on the field because that's what I seen last year. Once he had to move to that number one uh, cornerback, when Gilmore was out injured, he didn't look as dominant. And I think it's a fair fact to say that you can look really, really dominant and you can be an elite number two cornerback taking on the number two receivers on other teams. But just because you're an elite number two doesn't mean you're necessarily going to slide in and be an elite number one. And Gilmore and Jackson play two very different games where Jackson is more of that ball hawk. And that's probably why his interception count is higher, where Gilmore is like, I want to give the quarterback the worst quarterback rating in the league. I don't even want people throwing at me because they're just afraid to take me on. I remember, was it two years ago in 2019 when Daniel Jones foolishly just decided that he was going to attack gilmore the whole game and it turned into like one interception by gilmore deflection by gilmore that turned into an interception it just turned it just turned into a nightmare for for uh for the giants
1: so i mean but again am i off base by saying that no definitely not and i think that's exactly what's going on i think that's just the truth JC Jackson, it's a lot easier for him to shine as the ball hawk when he's guarding the number two wide receiver when Stephon Gilmore's job is to go out there and shut down the other team's premier receiver. So then from there, I mean, J.C. Jackson gets uh, obviously an easier assignment not to take anything away from him, but we saw when he had to step up and fill in on uh, Stephon Gilmore's shoes, he didn't perform as well as he had when Stephon Gilmore was there. It's the same thing as if you, on the other side of the ball, you have a number one wide right receiver. Obviously, it makes it easier for the number two to get open if they have that much attention being drawn to the number one. So I, I, I think he, it's it's obvious that he does benefit from it. Well, and that was kind of always the question in Houston,
0: right? Could Will Fuller actually be a number one receiver because he played side-by-side with DeAndre Hopkins' his whole career? Right. You know, when you got the type of speed that Fuller has, it's really easy when you're taking on number twos the whole time and DeAndre Hopkins is, is kind of bringing in the double coverage. You're not dealing with safeties on top. Now, Fuller turned out to show that he could be a number one. Unfortunately, he got suspended. Uh, and, and Fuller has yet to play a full season. But I think from right. what he was doing on the field, he looked like he could be a true number one, but he probably didn't look as dominant as he did when DeAndre Hopkins was there. And I think that that's the same thing you get in a cornerback. So he used that perfect example. Now, I do want to move on here to Chris Mason from Mass Live. And he was asked, Will Nikhil, Nikhil Harry actually get traded? And he had a, an interesting take on it. So I want to share what he said first, and then we can get in. And mm-hmm. I, I don't think we're going to spend too much time on Nikhil Harry. But I uh, yeah. to me, Chris Mason actually validated uh, a theory that you and I have had. But here's what he said. He said, I think Nikhil Harry will be traded, but it will have nothing to do with the -the over-the-top statement his agent put out. Uh, it'll have more to do with his place on the depth chart and the salary cap ramifications. Here's how I handicap the current Patriots wide receivers. Number one, Nelson Aguilar. Number two, Jacoby Myers. Number three, Kendrick Bourne. Number four, Gunnar Osheski as a returner. And number five, Nikhil Harry, Isaiah Zuber, and Trey Nixon. Yeah. Uh, the top three are roster locks. Uh, as for Oshesky, he's an all-pro punt returner. Harry would be fighting for the final spot with Zuber and Nixon, who has taken who was taken the seventh round of this year at this point Harry's chances seem to have run out. We also heard Connor that during mini camp Isaiah Zuber looked really good, and Trey Nixon seemed to be fitting in really well trey Nixon uh I know you're a fan of him because he was a personal pick <laughs> of ernie Adams yes sir uh, this to, to you to me this validates what we've been saying that we believe Nikhil Harry was trying to get ahead of the ball ahead of the curve. He knew he was going to be cut. He knew his chances of making this team were slim. So his agent came out and demanded to trade as if they've been upset with the Patriots and like, well, they're not working with us. They're not working with him. He needs a new change of scenery. He wants to go somewhere where he's appreciated. Right. We're really, I mean, Chris Mason, who is one of my my more favorite Boston reporters, I mean, he can be a little outrageous sometimes, but he seems to be pretty grounded in his takes. Basically, he said it was an over the top statement. And I, I said it to you the other day it was his agent punching up, not punching down by going Definitely. public against Belichick. Do you feel validated now that other people are starting to co- kind of go down the same line as us?
1: Yeah, for sure, and I think that's exactly what it is. I think they're trying to stay out ahead of it and try and get him traded before the season starts because, obviously, once the season starts, they go through training camp and come September, it's going to be much more difficult for a team to want to pick up Nikhil Harry if he's to get cut at the very end of training camp which I assume if he does not make the roster, he's going to be cut on the very last day. It's going to be a little bit more difficult for him to jump in and go on another team. So I'm sure is agents looking at that. And I completely agree with where he sits on the depth chart. I mean, it probably is fighting for that fifth roster spot. And he's going against a guy who just got drafted this season, and then he's going against Zuber, who they've said have has looked good. So he he's in a tough spot right now.
0: What do you think of him putting Aguilar as the number one and Jacoby Myers as number two and Bourne number
1: three? Do you agree with that ranking as the one, two, three on the team? Going into training camp as of right now, yes, but I think they're all very interchangeable. I think it could flip and it could be Kendrick Bourne ends up being the number one, Myers two, Aguilar three, or a a mixture of whatever combination that might be. But I think those three are the locks and it's it's going to be spread out between the three of them well i want to go to the next story because it ties into that and we
0: we'll, we can also go back to Nikhil harry so it's sort of a bounce back and forth but kevin tame jr full press coverage a, a publication i really enjoy but we don't cover often on this podcast, so I'm happy I found this one. says, can Jacoby Myers be the Patriots' next star slot receiver? And he said, last season wide receiver Jacoby Myers was one of the very few bright spots on the New England Patriots. Over the years, New England had some excellent players playing in the slot. Troy Brown, Wes Welker, Danny Amendola, and Julian Edelman all put up impressive stats. In fact, Brown, Amendola, and Edelman all won Super Bowls, and Welker put up over a 1,000 yards in receiving, five out of six seasons in New England. So, can Jacoby Myers Myers be the next Patriots slot receiver with Edelman retiring, the door is wide open for the next guy to fill that role. Jacoby Myers led the Patriots receivers in virtually all categories last season, 81 targets, 59 catches, 729 yards. Uh, also our Patriots outsider, Lawrence Owen, months ago after doing a film review, believes that Jacoby Myers is Jacoby Myers is going to be the Patriots breakout star this year. Could you see a possibility when we see Jacoby Myers sitting at number one on the depth chart, and do you think that he can move into that Edelman role, even though we kind of believe that Kendrick Bourne's going to kind of slide into the slot? Could they they move Myers there, or is the media kind of looking at him because he has that similar build to those little guys, and that's why they see him as the perfect guy for the slot?
1: I mean, based on the Bill Belichick's past history with these types of guys, it would make sense. I mean, he went out and got Wes Welker, Danny Amendola, and uh, Julian Edelman. I mean, Wes Welker, I I forget where he was undrafted or very end of the draft. Same thing with uh, Julian Edelman, seventh round pick. And now they're going out with Jacoby Myers, undrafted free agent. And they keep putting these guys in the slot. And it's like whenever one of them leaves, somebody else steps up and replaces them. And he's found that for the past like 15 to 20 years. Bill Belichick just keeps finding a guy to take their spot. So I wouldn't be surprised if it is Jacoby Myers who steps up and kind of does fill that Julian Edelman role or that Wes Welker role or that Troy Brown role because the Patriots have run that like style of an offense for 20 years now. So somebody is going to be the beneficiary of Julian Edelman not being there any longer.
0: You know what's really interesting? Is the Wes Welker addition to the Patriots if we can really go back in time? Yeah, and I'm trying to imagine so what was that 2007 when he made the trade with the Miami, yeah, Tigers yep, to, to bring in Wes Welker, right? And I want you to imagine for a second that Twitter existed at the time when he made the trade for Welker, he gave up a second round draft pick for Wes Welker, and Welker wasn't
1: anything like overly impressive at that time.
0: No, and I believe he was like on his third
1: team or something like that since entering the NFL. Like, Yeah, he, he was an uh, absolute shell of what he was in New England prior when he was with Miami. So he started his career in the uh, sorry, Chargers, he, I think. Right? Sorry, no,
0: yeah, he actually started with Miami. Yep. Played 14 games, no targets. Two. Played one game for San Diego. Yep. That same season, 2004, one target. In 2005, he went back to Miami. He played all 16 games. He was targeted 52 times, 29 yards, 434 yards. In 2006, he's still in Miami. He actually had 100 targets that year, 67 catches, 687 yards. Then 2007, he goes to the Patriots, 1,100 yards, 1,100 yards, 1,300 yards, 848 yards, and 1,500 yards his final year in New England.
1: Yeah. Oh, sorry. yeah. Then th- sorry. Then
0: third. Sorry. Then thirteen hundred yards.
1: His final year in New England. Yeah, he was insanely consistent, especially on those third and fives, third and sevens. He was always opened over the middle. He would catch ten passes for like a hundred yards every game. I feel like. But I want you to imagine that how Twitter wow, would have Twitter. reacted. <laughs> yeah.
0: They I would mean, have been. They would have jumped down Bill Belichick's throat. You think about how people keep. Rubbing it in his face now that he gave up a second round pick for Muhammad Sanu, right? Think about what the blow up would have been for Wes Welker, and then he turned into be one of the best Patriots receivers ever.
1: Oh my goodness, absolutely! I mean, five out of six years he went over a thousand yards, and the one year he did, and he had eight hundred something yards, It was an absolutely fantastic six years out of Wes Welker for sure. But yeah, t- Twitter would have been all over him saying how how Bill Belichick threw away a pick, and yeah, it it, it would have been uh, you know what show. So
0: going back to the Jacoby Myers thing and kind of tying it in with Nikhil Harry before we move on, how bad of a look is it for Harry that Jacoby Myers who went undrafted
1: that year has just outperformed him the last two seasons. That's also something I know we talked about a couple of nights ago where it's like other teams, GMs and owners and coaches are very, very smart people. They know that as well, that he's completely getting outperformed by a guy who wasn't even drafted. And the, there's really no excuse for it i mean he he's had the opportunities why could jacoby myers do it and he can't it doesn't add up so ryan hannibal at weei reports that defensive
0: tackle byron Cowart on on tom brady's return saying quote we ain't welcoming him back let me give you what court said he said he's done a lot of things for the organization he's coming back but he's coming back as an opponent so i'm gonna treat him like an opponent we ain't welcoming him back we just have to play him there ain't gonna be no damn ceremony for him or nothing like that they might clap for him but there's not gonna be you know this is our opponent bro what we like to win there is a lot of patriots fans Patriots fans, and I throw up the quotation signs when I say that, very upset at Byron Court for this. And I a couple of them are the ridiculous ones like, oh yeah, just fuel Tom Brady. I, shut up. But There was also a lot of fans that were like, you're showing massive disrespect for Tom Brady and everything he did for this organization. And I was kind of like, well, should we just floor mat? Should we just let Tom Brady come in and win the game because he's done so much for the organization? Should should a defensive player just be like, man, I'm not going to sit there and just worship this guy. He's going to be just another quarterback. He's an opponent. I'm going after him. Like, did cohort say anything i mean and listen byron Kowart's on the roster bubble he might even be there week four when they play the I, was, I was just
1: gonna say that i don't think he's actually gonna be on the team but um however I mean, obviously should you,
0: not should his like sh- are you, did he say did he do or say anything wrong here unless you're gonna throw at me that you're just fueling Brady, and I'm not interested in hearing this, that outside of that. Did he do anything wrong saying, I'm going to treat Tom Brady like an opponent? I'm not going to sit there and,
1: and, you know, make him comfortable and welcome him back to the stadium. There's, there's nothing that this guy can say that's going to fuel Tom Brady at this point. I mean, there's, this game's going to be blown way out of proportion and they're going to put all these little bulletin things that they say, but no, absolutely not. I mean, obviously they want to win the game regardless of who the other team or who the other quarterback is. And they're going to do whatever they can to sack the guy, go after him. I think the Patriots are going to blitz the heck out of him. I really do, and I, I think they're going to be successful. But I mean, w- what did they want him to say? Yes, we're going to kiss the ground that he walks on. No one's going to touch him. We're going to play two hand tag against Tom Brady. Of course not.
0: If he did, okay. So what if one of the leaders comes out, Devin McCourty, who by the way never really highlighted the support for Tom Brady the way other teammates did. He never really. He kind of just said, Tom's gone. We have to move on. Yeah. We also heard that there were some veterans who didn't want him to return in 2020 because of what happened in 2019, where apparently he was just miserable in the locker room. Blame Belichick, blame Brady, whatever. I'm not getting into that debate, but it happens when somebody's not happy. It kind of reflects on everybody else. I'm wondering if some of the vets like McCourty were just relieved to see him go. Like, thank God this tension is done and finished and over.
1: Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised about that at all. Um, but I gotta ask you, like, so
0: if McCordy came out or Hightower or I'm trying to think of defense guy, Kyle Van Noy, guys who knew Tom Brady, and just sat there and did nothing but and not the not the Patriots praise, you know, where they praise everybody, where like yeah, you know, the right the, the receiver who's gonna be a healthy scratch that game that Belichick is calling him a Hall of Famer and Right, yes. But like when it comes to Brady, Gronk I guess AB you could throw in the mix as well. Who's here for a, uh, for a game? Uh, if they were sitting there like, "Oh, those guys are so great," and it was so great to play with Tom, and I'm s- going to be so happy to see him again, and wouldn't you be a little bit concerned? Like, dude, like, yeah, get a little bit of aggression behind you,
1: right? Exactly. I would prefer that they just say the Bill Belichick-esque answers. Hopefully, that's what happens week four. They're like, "Yeah, it's going to be a good game. We're looking forward to it. They're a good opponent. They play hard. They're good." Yeah. Tom Brady did a lot for the organization, but he's an opponent. We got to prepare
0: for him. We played him in practice day in and day out, and let's go. And yeah, so like for me, I'm just that, that's my whole thing. Like, I listen, if you're one of those people that are like, you're just fueling Tom Brady, whatever, I'm not mad at you for thinking that. If you think that that actually
1: would, if, Brian I don't, I don't think that's going to be the icing on the cake for tom brady
0: yeah i don't think that's going to be what gets him hype for this game but if you're one of those people i'm not mad at you about it but if you're upset with him for saying it just like show tom brady some respect tom brady is no longer a new england patriot like i'm going to throw out there like if that's how you feel like we they should be worshiping the ground he walks on when he returns to gillette hang up your patriots jersey or in fact send your patriots jersey to connor he doesn't have any that's true um, Send your Patriots jersey to Connor so he can have some new jerseys. Put on your Tampa jersey and and get off my timeline. I'll DM you my address. Excellent. (laughs) Burn Backmaster of Pat's Pulpit covered Cam Newton's comments today saying it's really put up or shut up time. Uh, Entering his 11th season in the league and second with the New England Patriots, uh, he is well aware that he needs to prove himself. Quote, at times I do remind myself people forget who you are, and what you've done. So now I'm in a position where I need to be my best self. It's really put up or shut up time, Newton said during an appearance on ESPN's Keyshawn, j Will, and Zubin show on Thursday. For me, the Patriots organization has been impeccable. My time here has been everything I could ask for. I guess it's now time for me to uphold my end of the bargain through and through. Nothing is going to matter until July 22nd, he said, referencing to the quarterback's reporting date. Then there's a training camp, And then as training camp goes forward, everybody is going to start seeing uh, what's the work that he's put in. Has he been in the playbook? Does he really understand? Is his comfort what he says it is? Is he in good shape? Is his shoulder holding up? Is his foot holding up? End quote. So Connor... I think that you and I have both complimented Cam Newton in the past by him always saying the right things. He always took accountability. He never put losses on anybody else. He never acted miserable. If he was upset, he said he was upset with himself. He didn't have a, I'm the most miserable eight, no quarterback, you know, sort of pity party for himself at any point he sat there and took accountability on a weekend and week out basis however you and i kept saying after a while it just started sounding like lip service to us and we were telling him it's time to put up or shut up he actually used the words it's time to put up or shut up are you happy are you taking this as more cam newton lip service or is this finally what we've needed to hear from cam newton where he he's not just recognizing i need to play better he's recognizing this is it
1: Right. And that's exactly what we need to hear at this point, because right now there's nothing else he can do. All he can do is talk about the season. He's not out there doing anything just yet. So all he can say is that he understands. He knows that that's what this season is. He knows it's put up or shut up, which is great. That's actually a really good thing that he understands where it's at. We don't want to hear anything anymore. We want to see it out on the field. So he he's completely on the same page as me, you, the entire Patriots fan base at this point. So as of right now, July 15th, that's all we can really ask for because he's not playing yet. But we we also need to see it translate onto the field because if it doesn't, nothing anyone says matters.
0: And I totally get you saying it needs to translate. And I'm going to say the last week you and I have probably been more negative than we have been in the last year towards cam newton i think that we just we finally had to take that realistic stance on this is who he is right but this is this was different from cam newton this wasn't the same bull jive i've heard him talking about throughout last season even on the you know uh, athlete podcast when he was he to me he never sat there and said like this is it i need to put up or shut up this was the first time to me he acknowledged stop rubbing your mic this is the first time he acknowledged that There's an issue here. You know what I mean? This is the first time he acknowledged, like, I need to perform. I need to hold up my end of the bargain. This is put up or shut up time. If I don't do this, I'm probably finished, not just with the Patriots, but in the NFL. And I think he knows that. I think this is what he's alluding to. It's time to show, hey, this is who I am. Considering how negative we've been, does this at all give you even the tiniest little bit of more confidence in cam newton or do you still feel the same way that you felt on saturday
1: i mean it's it definitely gives me a little bit more confidence knowing that he knows exactly where it is and he knows what's on the line there's really gonna not be very many next weeks for him and i think he kind of understands that because i'm sure he knows mac jones is right behind him he's playing for his future in the nfl he's playing not only this season for the patriots but he's playing really for himself He needs to showcase that another team should sign him and should give him another opportunity and give him whatever it might be, three-, four-, five-year contract where he can go out and kind of revitalize his career because if he doesn't do well or even if he does okay, he's probably still done in New England. But if he doesn't do well at all, he might be done, just period, All right, that's all the headlines for today.
0: For everybody who listened to the podcast, don't forget that you can get more exclusive Dear Pass Nation content by joining the DPM Loyalty Club over by going to patreon.com slash DPN Sports. I'll flash up that right there. DPN Sports, patreon.com slash DPN Sports. Uh, come see all the stuff that you are missing. Also, don't forget to check out our content on Newsbreak. We've left a link to download the app in the description. There's no hidden fees. Get all your local news and Dear Pats Nation content. And when you download the app using the link we provided, uh, it helps uh, uh, in the description. It directly supports Dear Pats Nation. That's it for Connor and I for the week. At least from a, from a recording standpoint, we will have a couple of videos up on the weekend, but they are, have already been recorded. That's it for the podcast until Sunday night. So until then, Connor, I've got one question to ask you. Tell me about those Patriots. Legit, kid. Support for Dear Pats Nation is brought to you by Manscaped.com. Visit Manscaped.com and save 20% plus free shipping. When you use the code RayRoute. get your hands on the very best male grooming products and save 20% plus free shipping. Using the code RayRoute. How do you spell that, Connor? R-A-Y-R-A-U-T-H. When you visit Manscaped.com, your balls will thank you. You can also see the support for Deer Pats Nation is brought to you by the Rocky Mountain Barber Company. Check out the Rocky Mountain Barber Company by visiting rockymountainbarber.com. Save 5% using the code RAYROUTE when you purchase your small batch male hygiene products made with natural ingredients. Visit rockymountainbarber.com and save 5% using the code RAYROUTE. Connor, how do you spell that? R-A-Y-R-A-U-T-H.